Hello, it is Society Owes Me, a Gen X podcast. Um, and you are here with me, Lily and Hannah. Hey, Hannah, how are you? Good evening, Lily. I'm very well. How are you? I'm well, thank you. We've got, um, we've got an old fave tonight, don't we? Yeah, I have no doubt that it's going to be a great episode. <laughs> that's a bit tragic, Hannah. <laughs> okay, that's enough. It's Tragic Kingdom. It's no doubt. And so I'm going to turn this grunge off. Proto grunge. Please see uh, M is for proto grunge if you don't know what the heck I'm talking about. And um, yeah, yeah, yay, no doubt. We are fast forwarding now to 1995. I massively loved this album. Did you? It's a great album. Yeah. Did you own it? Uh, yes, I did. Oh, <laughs> I don't own it anymore. Yeah. I can't find it. I find my single CD, but yeah. I stole it from my brother who got there first and bought it before me. You're always complaining about your brother nicking your CDs. I know. It worked both ways, did it? It did. It absolutely did. And let's get into it, shall we? Yeah, let's. Spiderwebs. forgotten how much I love this track. <laughs> it's quite a departure from what we've been listening to a lot of as late, isn't it? It is. It's bouncy and fun. And... It is. It's party time. <laughs> oh my god. So good. So this one's apparently about um, an unwanted suitor reading bad poetry, hitting her up on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> that ever happened to you, Hannah? Uh, someone reading bad poetry to me. Casanova type. I, I, I did have an ex who read bad poetry to me. <laughs> yeah. This one really reminded me of, there was a girl who lived down my street and uh, it was a bizarre situation, but just when I met her, it found um, we found out anyway that she had this admirer who was sending her gifts and stuff and coming around to her house. She didn't know him. Oh. Um, but he'd seen her at the train station. They both took the train to school. And he was in love with her, and he wrote her this poetry and stuff. And she, but she genuinely didn't know him, and she tried to be nice about it, <laughs> decline his advances. But um, he was pretty sure that they were Romeo and Juliet sort of thing. Oh, no. To the point where when she stopped answering the door, he went around the side. There was an alleyway by her house and would stand on the wall. And okay, pull that's up too to much. Her. What happened? She got her brother's air rifle. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say restraining order. But she stuck it out the window. <laughs> she threatened to shoot him. This is when we were 15. Did it do the job? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did the job. Oh, Romeo. Oh, Romeo. <laughs> run, Romeo, run. It's, it was so good. Um, and I knew him, I had sort of known him vaguely from primary school, but she didn't know him from Adam kind of thing. So anyway, this very much reminded me of that. Yeah, it's the days of uh, call screening, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, you couldn't answer the phone at all. Like I had an ex who, well, well we were going out. If I didn't answer, he would just call me and call me and call me until I did answer. So that could be 50 phone calls. He didn't mind, he would just 
just press redial constantly. Did you get a message? No. But that was in the days where I had my first Nokia 3310. You should have answered the phone and just played this down the lower <laughs> at him. <laughs> but it was um, talk to Gwen. The ringtones was Valkyrie. Do you remember that oh, ringtone? God. Anyway, I swear, after that, after I, you know, it ended, obviously, um, even if I heard that ringtone from somewhere else, I would get, like, full body chills. It, I used to get that. that with Lynx Africa. Yeah, and Issa <laughs> Miyake. Um, oh, no, my, my ex is like that problem. <laughs> <laughs> Lynx Africa. That's, I'm going to, can we test it out? Can we do that? We do a little experiment. Do? I'm going to get oh, some things Africa. You know how, like, your senses can take you back to a place in time, then we could be untapping some, like, parts of your subconscious that yeah, you don't, I don't even think know you remember. <laughs> I think it probably would, though. I think it would bring it all back. Well, if you're thinking of bringing a simiaki in here, bring a sick bag as well, okay? <laughs> I think my mum's got some. I'll pinch it from her bed. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I was walking past somebody, um, you know, in the street a couple of years ago, and it was like, just brought everything screaming back. It was awful. <laughs> so yeah, that was spiderwebs. Nothing to do with no doubt there. We haven't even we haven't even got on them yet. Um, that was great though. And um, so I read that uh, she, she, you could compare her with with you know my favourite Madge, uh, particularly with the spiderwebs video because she designed her own costume. For that video. Yes, and more successfully than Madge, I would wager. <laughs> I've always loved her clothes. She was she's been making her clothes since she was a kid. She's very good at it. Right, excuse me, mister. I was, you know, I was completely wrong. I was reading about this. I always thought it was about maybe the um, the music industry. Uh, yeah, but it gave me that impression. Trying to get noticed. Well, no, I suppose it could be, couldn't it? Because yeah, when you're really like, listening, though, then then you realise it is about relationships. And I was just wrong. Well, it's the opposite. Oh, Spiderwebs, really, isn't it? She's trying to get someone's attention with this. She's being the creeper. Yeah, arguably. <laughs> She's calling the phone fifty times and about to get shot in the butt with an air rifle. <laughs> Apparently, it, it had blanks. Okay, there was no way she was getting arrested for that. <laughs> Apparently there was a country version of this that never made it. Yeah, yeah, I heard that too. I haven't, I haven't listened to it. Um, no, well, I don't know if, it, if, if, if you can get hold of it. It was never released. Well, that they refused to record Spiderwebs unless they agreed to let them record the, the punk version of this. Oh, really? Yeah, they oh, laid down okay. the law. That was the bargain. Um, yeah, so I knew that there was a, a singer before Gwen. Um, oh, but I we're going to get dark again, aren't we? I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, John Spence, I didn't know that he shot himself. I just thought he sort of drifted off. Yeah, something else. Killed himself. And obviously, so her brother was instrumental. Well, he was, it was him and John Spence that started the band in the first place. She was just a backing singer, wasn't she? Yeah, I think she said in interviews that she just loved her brother. They got on really, really well. They just did everything together. So when he was in a band, she was like, great, what am I doing? You know, tambourine, singing, you know, she was just up for doing whatever. And then it was just really, really organic the way it happened. But yeah, it's kind of ironic that when they hit the big time, neither of the founding members of No Doubt were even in the group. Yeah, it's amazing. 
So I guess as well we should talk about it's. I think it's known now as third wave scar. Okay. So, like when I was a kid, it was all about madness. My dad used to play baggy trousers around the house. And she got madness, didn't she? Gwen oh yeah, I mean, yeah. And if yeah, if you like scar, you like madness, don't yeah, you? Yeah. <laughs> but I also heard that she um, has modelled herself on, or really identified with anyway, um, Coventry group The Selector, back from the seventies had a female singer oh okay i don't know them and she's she kind of aping her sort of i will i will get to that in a minute uh, because so that was the talent contest that she and eric did oh it's so good you know everyone says oh they played this to death on the radio and i just can't bear to hear it anymore i can i can hear it yeah so okay. it's been a long time since i've listened to this album but you know what you definitely have to have that 40th birthday party that you um put off this year for obvious reasons what so that you can come dressed as Gwen Stefani no <laughs> so that for once we can go to a party where there's really good music yeah. <laughs> no match <laughs> that was my outfit <laughs> were you doing dress up I don't remember I don't recall this aspect was I going was that a surprise aspect of what? the party what the pants dress yeah no it was optional Oh, okay. I don't remember that at all. <laughs> I've got my pointy bra and everything ready. What? <laughs> you do? Yeah, I do. Well, then this party is definitely, definitely happening again. Does it have to be 80s then? Um, oh, I guess. Well, yeah. Well, I'm thinking that maybe I'll put it off and wait till I'm 45 and Chris is 45 and then it'll be our 90th and then it could be 90s. Oh, let's face it. I, I like mean, it. That is the best decade. That's the zenith. So, for yeah. anybody. But hopefully, five years' time, we'll be uh, clear of this nonsense. Yeah, I read a news article where they were saying that if, if it takes the model of the 1920s after the 1918 epidemic, um, then that's why there was a roaring 20s, that everything just exploded because people were so happy to be out and just wanted to experience life and not turn down those opportunities that they were maybe turning down, saying, yeah, no, you know, we'll get to that. They were like, let's do it, let's have it. God, that'd be another roaring... 20s. It could be another Roaring Twenties. Bloody brilliant. With your party <laughs> in the middle of it. Five to wait. <laughs> well, no, they said um, 2024 is going to be a banging year. Only four years. Oh, brilliant. 40. Okay, just another four years. Please. Yeah. Great. Thanks. Ain't nothing. <laughs> so, yes, we should talk about this fantastic song that we both love. It's a bit of a feminist ballad. It is, and it was on the Clueless soundtrack, another one. We seem to be talking yep. about Clueless pretty much every episode at the moment, don't we? Well, you know, everything is connected as we as we like to spider spider web it out. No, that's not what they're called. What are they called? <laughs> spider charts? <laughs> Spidergram. Thank you. <laughs> Mind map. In my defence, I was up very, very early Spider webs. We have to spider web track yeah. it in. Yeah. I like it. Um... So, it is very reminiscent of a bit of Cindy Lauper. Do you know what I mean? It's like the 90s answer to Girls Just Want to Have One, isn't it? Yes. 
yeah, and inspired by uh, her dad telling her off for driving back from Tony's house. Should we get into the Tony thing? Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll pause this up actually because um, we keep getting distracted. But yes, we should talk a little bit more about the band. Um, so this was the first song that apparently Gwen Gwen wrote without Eric. So up to this point, Eric right. had written everything, right? Yes, and Eric um, doesn't or didn't write any um, lyrics about love or relationships. He felt Mark was just completely saturated with that stuff and there was other things to talk about. And so you shouldn't, you know, get involved with that. You know, he was trying to take him in a completely different direction. And that's not something that I knew, but there are tracks on this album that I like a lot less than the very Gwenny ones. And I didn't know why it was because, you know, every album has got some great ones and then it's got some less good ones. But you're just a big soppy romantic then, is that what you're trying to say? I'm telling you that I'm not that into Eric's one. Sorry, Eric. But he's an amazing pianist, keyboardist, and you can tell which ones he's been really involved in just when you're listening yeah. out for the for the piano because I guess there really wasn't one once he'd left. Um, so did, is it Eric? I heard somewhere that so one of them went off and was an artist for The Simpsons. Was it Eric? Yes. Right. Okay. I think he's done a, like King of the Hill, maybe that kind of thing. Ah, that would make sense because some uh, I can't remember which song, but one of them was in King of the Hill. Yeah, probably one yeah. of the singles. Um, yeah, I think he had a bit of a a, a hissy um, with the producer Matthew Wilder for this album. They didn't get on at all. And he didn't like the direction and everyone else was, I think, quite happy to take it to a higher level. You know, let's go for it. The sort of chart success and stuff. And he was like, no, we're not about that. And he didn't, you know, he wasn't feeling it at all. So Wilder was an artist as well, wasn't he? Was he? I don't know. I think he he did some solo stuff as well. Oh, really? I think I could be wrong. Oh. Wikipedia again later. <laughs> very great notes for this. But yeah, I wonder if that was partly it. I mean, this is pure just conjecture now because I might have totally made that fact up. Well, there's a lot of reasons why this album, their third album, hit bigger. One of the reasons was early 90s was proper grunge. You know, yep. that that kind of alternative music became mainstream. This wasn't it. It's too chirpy. It's too happy. It really wasn't. It's it very really, feminine, which wasn't really a grunge thing much too well the female element of grunge is definitely the riot girl vibe and oh. she isn't that you know she's been described as the anti-courtney in fact even though i think they hung out in the 90s i think maybe i'm definitely seeing pictures of them together as well but we'll get to that because it's a bit of a uh-uh, less nice alleged aspect of that Ooh, one you got some dirt a little bit yeah a little bit um so yeah so they hung on to the scar thing that eric was obviously into the whole band was geared up for it and they're all into it obviously um but i think she brought just a completely different dimension and one of the guys and i think it was tom dumont the guitarist said it just made sense you know once she was able to start writing lyrics because tony had dumped her eric had just left the band nobody knew what we were going to do and she just suddenly was able to write songs and she had all this emotion and it was just shooting out of her and she was able to write lyrics. And I think she said, like, she called up Tony and was like, 
listen to this. It's this really horrible song I wrote about you. (laughs) (laughs) But he was obviously into it, you know. Just can can you imagine what it must be like working under those circumstances? Like you've had your heart broken and you still go into work every day with the person that smashed your heart to bits. They were together for seven years as well. Yeah, it wasn't just a fling, was Mm. it? They kept it secret for the beginning, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I think she she probably as well got to an age as well and maybe felt a bit of a freedom whereby, yeah, she wasn't the little sister anymore. Yeah. She wasn't Tony's girlfriend and she wasn't a little sister. So what was she? And she, she wasn't just a girl anymore. She, she was a woman. She discovered herself. Her own mind. <laughs> she Britneyed that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that then, should we move on to Happy Now? Because that's kind of her going, near, near, near. It's Tony really, isn't it? Yeah. Which, you know, you would. If you look like Gwen. <laughs> oh, although actually, kind of related to that, my last note on Just a Girl was that they were touring with Bush when that became a massive hit. And of course, we've got the Bush link with Gavin Rostow, haven't we? I know, I think they, another glorious aspect to Gwen's life is that they were touring under Bush. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> it became five million times better than Bush. <laughs> I mean, that's got a rankle, hasn't it? Are you a Bush fan? Um, I liked Glycerin. Like, I didn't hate it. I didn't own it. And the rest I thought was absolute crap. Good. Okay, we're on the same page. (laughs) (laughs) Let's continue. Someone said... Um, the great thing about No Doubt is that they've got this beautiful female lead, but that that doesn't alienate men from buying it, singing along, going to the gig. It's yeah, a bit powerful kind of masculine vibe within it, and her fashion sense as well has a very you know she's not afraid to mix it up. It definitely wasn't uber girly. It wasn't what, 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 what do we call Courtney's? Oh, the Kinder Hall dresses. <laughs> what? Kinder Hall. Oh, Kinder Hall. Which is messed up all by itself. Yeah. No, and I think it's Gwen Stark. It's funny. I think of uh, like massive sort of pantaloon trousers with the crop top and the braces. And the braces are like, that's just like star fashion as well, isn't it? It's just what I think of that and the checkerboard. Patterns. Yeah, she had big, she had big boots. Oh yeah, yeah. What's your buffalo boots? I had some of the biggest. <laughs> if I can find the picture, I will put it up because I looked insane. You haven't seen my <laughs> wedding shoes. <laughs> I've still got those in the attic. Yeah, I think I think this could um, unleash just how much of a fan of No Doubt and Gwen's fashion sense we actually were. <laughs> Because I totally, I, uh, yeah. Yeah, but you know what? I would I had the say, micro fringe. I wasn't a mega No Doubt fan, though. Like, I love this. I love the album. And I really like No Doubt. But I wouldn't have had them in my, they were never, like, my top ten favourite bands or anything. Really? Like, definitely, I would, you know, oh, yeah, hold yes a million times. But oh, no, no, they were one I of those bands that I really liked, them. but they weren't, it's like, a favourite. But going back and listening to this, like, yeah. Like, it's hard to it's really hard to compare whole and no doubt yeah i'm yeah i'm only comparing them in the sense that no no i'm not yeah. suggesting you are i'm just saying you know 
it's hard to even feel like it's an either or, even yeah. though I just said I would 100% swap Tragic Kingdom for any whole album. I don't care which one it is. But yeah. Have you seen them live? No, and I've always wanted to. Uh, I mean, I, w I don't think I would now. It would be too weird. I but I would have loved to. Uh, so a lot later than this. I think it was 2002, 2003, maybe. That's still good. Um, I had the album. I had Return to Saturn. Did you buy Return no, to Saturn? No, I didn't buy. I, was I think I just in. had this and then much later, their the singles, which they've been playing in the car today, but from track 10, it's scratched to bits. <laughs> I wouldn't mind if this album, if, if I could steal it from my brother, <laughs> who presumably still owns it. Um, the last four tracks were scrapped. I'm not bothered about them too much. Yeah. It's very front-loaded for me, this so, album. I mean, so many singles on this album, but what I hadn't mm. realised was that none of, like, they didn't release any singles in the US, apparently. So everything that was released as a single was outside of the US. No, they did. Really? Yeah. Well, Wikipedia's wrong, then. <laughs> well, I didn't read that. No, because, excuse me, Mr. got to number 17 on the Billboard charts. They must have. Why would they not release in America? Well, I, I thought we could have a discussion about that, because I don't know. Well, that's a lie. <laughs> okay, there I'll, I go with my made-up facts again. At the end, I can if I'm wrong, again. I will record a groveling retraction. There was something like, yeah, like they were in, they reached, um, they were in some It must chart, be true, I've written another. it down. <laughs> the Hot 100 or something. You're not confusing the Billboard chart with the Hot 100 chart or something. Oh, it's a chart. Or maybe I have just totally made it up. Right, I mean, gonna, how would they make money? You if carry they on and I'm going to find this How would they fake, make money if they weren't releasing <laughs> singles? Well, that's... <laughs> Why don't set up some very very flaky? Yeah. So you take your time. We're going to get some more gin <laughs> up in here. And, uh, what's uh, next, anyway? Well, oh, different people. Yeah, I might have had something to. You know what? We played Happy Now, but we didn't say anything about it. Um, uh, guess it, what? It's another breakup, breakup song. song. So this is basically like 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 Blood Circuit Six. <laughs> <laughs> Please say that again. Wait, let me get you another gin first. <laughs> So the red hot chili peppers just talk about shagging. This is just this album is just <laughs> this is a breakup. Album, just yeah. a breakup. Yeah. But it's not just about her and Tony. It's about them and Eric too. Yeah, and that's yeah. That it's a full on breakup album that is in sad. every direction. It yeah, it is. But it if that's what it took to get uh, Gwen to write the songs and open up creatively, then I say you know it was for the best. Plus, obviously, The Simpsons have profited from his involvement. Absolutely, yeah. And I think he still writes music, I'm pretty sure. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, I was trying to remember the name of the Play different band. people. <laughs> yeah, let's, yeah, let's play it. So, apparently, different people. Well, you are going to it's one of Obama's professional people. <laughs> one of Obama's favorite songs, apparently. No. Yeah, because it's a celebration of human diversity. Oh, really? <laughs> like you know, another, another false fact. I'm getting an Eric vibe out of this one. <laughs> I haven't written down who wrote it, but it feels like he wrote it because you know. Well, first of all, it's not about breaking up with Tony. Well, unless it's a love that'll be song a about... that'll be a, a big clue. Won't it? Oh, God, I've got to find this fact. You carry on. I read someone was crediting, no doubt, with the resurgence of Scar, but that's a bit unfair considering Hello Sublime. 
Hello Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. Oh, St. Ferris. They were around before them. They obviously made it yeah, it's big before them. It didn't harm, they did it. No, but I mean, you can't credit No Doubt with, with that. Bacon fry. Oh, yeah. Whoa, that is loud. <laughs> you definitely don't need to exaggerate the bag because just this, the crisp itself is. Oh, so good. This, is, this has got Eric's fingerprints all over it. Do you think? Yeah, right. I'm going to find that back later. <laughs> Oh, it well, could be now. your groveling retraction that we separately recorded. <laughs> true, true that. Anyway, um, do you know what, Hannah? If it's if it's not true, then we'll just forget about the whole Tell you thing, what, okay? Right, in your face here. Right. The only other fact that I've got about this song, yeah, apart from the Obama one, which could be fake, is that <laughs> this is the first song that Gwen wrote. Lies. <laughs> Because it was just a girl, which you said earlier. <laughs> no, that was the first one. Oh, oh, God. Oh, damn you, Wikipedia. You really mm-hmm. failed me now. <laughs> no more gin for you, Anna. Where did that come from? Because I've just discovered that it says it is written by a story. Knew it. It's not I about love. It's not about relationship. It's not about Tony. <laughs> Hello, Eric. <laughs> Anyway, sorry, Obama. Do you Obama, think this podcast no. was factual? Uh-uh. <laughs> I keep, I'm keeping you honest. <laughs> I really like this one. This was the last single. With Eric. No. <laughs> That's what I got my notes. Stefani and Kenneth and... I've no. got here that it was only released in Holland as a single. Where did I find all these facts that might be nonsense? Um, I don't know if that's... Why would you only release the single in Holland? Here we go. The single was released as a CD single in the Netherlands on February 23rd, 1998. It's the final single to feature content from original keyboardist Eric Stefani. Um... Yeah, the song was only released in the Netherlands. It only charted there, peaking at number 51 on the single top 100. I just had seventh and last single. Oh, it's the next one. I really, I actually actively, I'm not crazy about it. I've got nothing about the time. I've got Eric wrote it. (laughs) (laughs) I feel bad now because I'm not, trying to do Eric Dan is obviously a really talented guy but his almost obsessional avoidance of love and relationships seems unnatural right let's have a little snippet and then we can fast forward I like this the music but it's just the lyrics just don't really go anywhere and when you've got an album which has so much feeling and emotion and sarcasm and tongue-in-cheek it just doesn't go I just feel like it sticks out as a uh, bit of a <laughs> mid-album filler, dare I suggest. I don't know. I don't actually remember this. So, yeah. <laughs> You're probably right. Okay, it's lacking a bit of heart. 
a girl. Only can, in comparison to the other you can't songs kick around to it, can you? This beating heart about them. Anyway, sorry, the climb. We'll move on to 16. You know, the only person in the band that doesn't get involved with the writing or music is Adrian Young Drummer, who is, after Gwen, my favourite no doubter. Oh, really? Why? Because sometimes he's got a mohawk, and sometimes he wears black lipstick, and sometimes he wears a tutu and nothing much else. He's just funny. <laughs> I like him. I'm just going off the title here, feeling it's a coming of age track. A really good guitar solo in this too. Oh, I've got a note next to this one, but it's got an arrow pointing to just a girl. Helpful. <laughs> what I missed. So in uh, in the Just a Girl video, when Sister Jill apparently does a little cameo, it's a very heavily pregnant girl. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, and also talking about the fashion things. Do you remember in the video, it's a Just a Girl, back in 16. Yeah. Gwen's wearing like that. Oh, just sort of yeah. tennis, oh. tennis top. Yes. So apparently she found that in a charity shop or thrift store and uh, she embellished it with like gems and stuff. Uh, mm, I remember that outfit very well. She looks super cool. She was in the toilet or something, wasn't she? Yeah. She's like in a nice toilet and they're in a, in a robot. Urinal. We say urinal in this country. In America they say urinal. <laughs> Actually, it sounds a lot nicer than you, Rhino. Do you think so? I think they sound a bit gross. The Lou. WC. I had a sign that said WC on my bathroom, Which on my toilet. And my mother-in-law, who is American, was like, what the heck does that stand for? I mean, it's really weird, though, isn't it, when you think about it? The water cleaner. WC. You never watched a Carry On film. <laughs> oh, R.I.P. Babs. Yeah. Tragic. Tragic. Ooh. Guitar solo. The Queen. Very Tragic. unusual. Yeah, it, it doesn't fit. Mm, I like it. It sounds totally out of place to me. Okay. I'm going to move on to Sunday Madness. This is a brilliant song. Guess what it's about? Saturday <laughs> So apparently this was inspired by a conversation between Gwen and Tony. Through a bathroom door. Yes, in Tony's parents' house. In? I <laughs> Trick question. <laughs> I don't know either. Can I play? Somewhere in California. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're talking about breakup songs and stuff. I'll tell you my little mini alleged fact about. Well, well, you know when Gwen and Gavin Rostell got divorced. Yeah. After his alleged three-year affair with their nanny of three years, you do the maths. It also came out that he'd um, 
hooked up with Courtney back in the early days of their relationship as well. Ouch. Slap in the face. I mean, it's not really a <gasps> moment, oh, is it? But Hannah, that's not very sympathetic. No, frankly, I'm, I'm, I don't I'm think not when. Yeah, I'm just, I'm not surprised, <laughs> frankly. But well, yeah, yeah. Lucky I'm sure there were. And then she hooked up with another musician, didn't she? Yeah, she's with Blake Shelton now. She's a country singer. That's the one. She's now doing some country, which I don't hate because I actually love Dolly Parton. There, I no, said it. <laughs> Can we do a Dolly album? What about the greatest hits if it came out in the 90s? <laughs> I still plan on going to Dollywood one day. Why see Dolly? I don't have I don't have any issue with Dolly. Who doesn't love nine to five? I mean, for all we know, Gwen's modelling herself on Dolly Parton. Yeah, I don't think. I can think of worse. But what? Really? Really? (laughs) She's had her boobs done, (laughs) hasn't she? Yes, she has. And a lip. I don't remember seeing Dolly in crop tops, blonde hair, pantaloons, red lips. Sweeter than a little button. <laughs> okay, we're just gonna. Should we do it? Let's get into the the track. For all you lived through the nineties, you probably want to be turning this off right about now. I can still enjoy it when it comes on the radio. I can, and I feel like I shouldn't, but I'm not ashamed to say I still love this song. It's great. So Everyone it was originally it. a love song. Yeah, I heard that, which I didn't know, which is it makes it even sadder. I'd love to hear the original. Oh. Yeah, I think she wrote it with Eric. So it probably sucked. <laughs> so again, my <laughs> so sorry, Eric. I didn't mean it. I take it back. I take it back. It's a very tiny I really do think that. So again, my notes here say that it was never released as a single in the US. No, come on. That's really untrue. And I'm only How is that possible? No. You need to edit the Wikipedia page then with your real facts. I have corrected the Wikipedia page before. Thank you very you? much. Who yes, I have. No, I'm not no. going to tell you. Oh my God. Really? No. Yes. Me. I want to know. I did correct. Someone was lying about their age and I corrected it. Oh. <laughs> well, I happened to know that they were lying. And I just thought, this is Wikipedia, bitch. Was it? A, do you know what else? Was it a musician? Yeah. She changed it back one day later. <laughs> and it's been, it was a matter of one year. Was it a sad? <laughs> no, that entire Wikipedia page is full of lies. I would have to, I'd spend my life trying to unravel that massive can of worms. Anyway, we need to get some thought for this stuff. But yeah, why not say it was never released as a single There's no way they didn't release this. I can't believe it. It was something like none of none of them. Now I have to check. Now is I a have big to check. reason that the album selling like insane amounts had a lot to do with the fact that um, they didn't release any singles in the US. Well, it certainly went to number one here. I know that. Yeah, for nine weeks. Which is no wonder we had no doubt. Don't speak for tea. By the way, did you know why they called no doubt? No. The original lead oh, singer. Okay. 
Did they have a song? Who never that? actually sang, according to Alan. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it was his favorite phrase. Uh, no okay. doubt. Out. I knew oh. a Canadian girl that would say that as a reply to everything as well, which I always really liked. I might have to bring no that doubt. back into the uh, into the lingo. No doubt. No doubt. <laughs> <laughs> yes, didn't they have a, one of their early songs called No Doubt? Yes. I have to say, and unsurprisingly, I'm not a massive fan of their first two albums. <laughs> Because <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, I don't. No songs about love. Oh, right. Eric, Eric. But there wouldn't be no doubt if it wasn't for Eric. So. No doubt. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, I am now looking. You're making me look. Okay, it says. It got to number one at the US Adult Top 40 Billboard. Number two at the US Alternative Airplay. Number one US Mainstream Top 40. Number one US Radio Songs. Number one, number nine US Rhythmic Billboard. It was something like, it got loads of, like, all the singles got loads of airplay. And like, they finally made it onto K-Rock and stuff. But yeah, they weren't officially released as singles. This is on In the all-time chart, and I don't really know what that means. It was number 30, all-time chart, US Adult Top 40 Billboard, and uh, number seven, US Mainstream Top 40 Billboard. Too many charts. But that's Wikipedia, and as we've just established, it does occasionally lie. (laughs) (laughs) And requires correcting. (laughs) Oh, dear. Yeah, I did that. Well, that's your evening cut out then. Right. We're moving on to the last four tracks, which I personally could live without. I have nothing to say about any of them in terms of the song. Yeah, so it's a, 14 tracks is maybe one or two too many. It's a lot. You know, I could think of five or six you could probably... Not as many as Blood Sugar Sex Magic, but yeah, they could they could lose a couple of non-breakup songs. <laughs> I don't know what I'd want to lose from Blood Sugar Sex Magic, though. That's the trouble. Whereas here, I mean, it's quite clear to me. It probably should have been a Gwen penned album i reckon right should we have a little skip through them i quite like tragic kingdom actually and i feel like you no, need I to do have too. the eponymous no i do song. too i do like tragic kingdom i take that back it's just kind of elevator music a bit like, there's no clear message it's fun it's nice i like it but it doesn't take me anywhere it's not speaking to me it takes me to the discotheque it's surface yeah, yeah. it's fun it's peppy it's yay Yeah, it's like really Boonie Wonderland, isn't it? Feels like someone could remix it, like Armin van Helden, <laughs> easily become a banging club channel. Yeah, yeah leotards and spandex. Yeah. Actually, this is a bit Luscious Jackson as well, I think. Maybe. Yeah, it's got that kind of groove. It almost feels like a bit of a yeah, electronic backing track. Yeah. Okay. Next. Well, go round. I like the more reggae vibe. Yeah. Like a bit of grass. I do, yeah. Look at the big band. 
Maybe done now. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. You know. Next. Oh, this is good. I do like this. End one. it on this. Except they didn't, did they? It's a bit rockier. It's, it's, quite, stuff. it's a bit Foo Fighters y, I think. Yeah, it's a definite punk rock vibe to it. I mean, Eric must have been on it because keys. Put it up. She's got such a unique voice. Yeah, that was um, what I was saying about the leading of the, the selector. Oh yeah, band from the seventies. I can't remember what she's called, but she also she wore well the pork pie hat. Well, so did everybody in that kind of era. But she'd wear a tie and waistcoat and you know mix oh it up like God. that. So. I think we have talked about selector before on one of the soundtracks that we did. We're not both selector. Were they on? <laughs> Did you say that from Coventry? Yeah. Were they on the Dumb and Dumber soundtrack? I don't know. They just have like one big hit single. Born and they're right at the end of the 70s. Oh, I was going to play it for you. Yeah, i tell you what, after Tragic Kingdom, I'll play okay, it. Cool. I think it's called um, On My Radio. Is it Selector spelled with an A? Selector with an E. Yeah. I knew they kind of like one of those proto bands that inspired a wow, legion of other people. They've had loads of members. Yeah, but you know, ska bands. There's yeah. usually like 20 people like involved at any door, given time. Yeah. No, I'm ever thinking of someone else. Pauline Black. And also Betty Booth, obviously. Oh, yeah, true. God, yeah. Yeah, that'll be something else. All right, I like right. this. Let's, let's do Tragic Kingdom. Have you ever been to Disneyland? Oh, I have. Been to yeah. Disneyland, California, and you're a Disney. Really? Nope. Not Disney to my name. It's magic. <laughs> well, this shows what's the fancy Disney thing. Is it Disneyland? Oh, yeah, Disneyland. Yeah. Is it Disneyland? Yeah. Damien Hurst. Is it her? Maybe it was both of them. The retraction for this particular episode is going to be. Let's try harder. <laughs> Listen, we're, we're stretched thin. All right, Tragic Kingdom just describes the UK and the rest of the world. Our lonely little plagued island. Well, I guess you're talking about Walt Disney. Yeah. <laughs> what am I, a detective? Come on. 
I mean, it might be a metaphor. I suspect it's a metaphor. Of relationships, breakups, perhaps. But they're from Anaheim. Yep. And Disneyland is in Anaheim. Yep. I did hear somewhere that it was like um, a, a comment on um, like Disney and. Uh, well, everyone thinking that it's so beautiful, perfect, ideal. I mean, the, the cover of the album have the rotten oranges in the corner. Yes. And her holding one up. And the, the rotten orange features in, which is in the video for one of them, but apparently oh. like VH1 cut, cuts don't, that bit out. Don't speak, I think. Is it don't speak? Yeah, because that's the one where they're all, we're basically at the end, even though it's about her and Tony's breakup, they're kicking her out of the band at the end for being a star. She's actually a really good actress. When you watch the videos, She's very um, subtle yet uh, able to. I'm so sorry. That's <laughs> my finger on my phone. She's able to uh, emote. Yes. Yeah, yeah. She's got some very not over the top expressions. She does a really good job in that particular video where you know where she's doing her solo shoot and then she notices them basically slagging her off behind her back and Which you is... can see like a lot of emotions. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's very emotional. Which is the food fight video? I don't know. I hate watching food fights. They make me really uncomfortable. Oh, it's Sunday morning, I think. Yeah, they, I, I, in movies or in, I just don't get it. I, I hate food fights. Well. Why? For me, it's like um, it's the cleanup. For me, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking it's getting in your hair. But yeah, also, is it fun for two seconds? And now you're gonna clean it up. It. It's like in singles, watch, <laughs> watching Janet chuck the kitchen roll into the bin. Yeah, it's just a waste. Come on. <laughs> Alright, yeah. such mums. <laughs> right. Yep. We have come to the end of Tragic Kingdom. Well, I loved sweet. it so much. It was so much fun to go back there. Oh, I forgot to tell you that at the point where I was able to steal this album from my brother, it was because we went um, we went to visit family who lived in Atlanta for the um, Olympic Games. Okay. And I was only able to steal it from my brother because on our first stop, like we flew to New York and we went to Central Park and we all had a chicken sandwich, chicken salad in the park. And my brother got food poisoning the entire three weeks we were there. And you capitalized on it by making it happen. He's throwing up and sitting in a darkened room. Yeah, it was really bad. Pretty much, Gwen would never have done that to Eric. <laughs> it wasn't my fault. I had to share a room with him while he was puking. It wasn't that your was fault. He stole his album when he was on no, his No, I'm saying bed. he didn't want to listen to it. He was very ill. <laughs> I was there for. Oh, so you're doing it a favour. No, I'm just saying it was available to me to listen to. So for me, this reminds me very much of that trip. That's all. He recovered right at the end where we went to see the actual Olympic Games, we saw a few things and he was there. He, Did you return his album? He's okay. He has it now, I swear. <laughs> you can claim otherwise on Instagram, Greg. I love this ending. I think this is great. It's like just like really sort of chaotic. Yeah, mayhem. You feel like, you know, the, the Disney castle is just kind of falling around. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I do love this album. This has been really fun. Yeah, good choice. Thank you. Well, 
Should we uh, end it on this? <laughs> I might have referred to Wikipedia. <laughs> I may have glanced at it myself, even though I know it's lies. Um, if you want to um, tell me what yours are, I will play the selector track. No, literally Wikipedia and songfans.com. <laughs> Although there is... Um, uh, I listened to it a long time ago, but there is a great podcast called Radio Gaga. Um, I can't remember the name of the um, woman who does it, but check her out. And she's got a really good one on Tragic Kingdom as well. Okay, I will. Um, okay, this is on my radio, which is the school high school talent contest that um, Gwen and her brother Eric entered and she was singing this apparently she made her own outfit that she modelled on um, The Sound of Music which was her favourite oh, cool. musical um, so I used um, Pitchfork Wiki YouDiscoverMusic.com I watched a few YouTube videos yeah I mean there's a yeah, vibe here. Alright. Awesome. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, you can find us on Instagram, Society Owes Me Gen X Podcast. Or email Society Owes Me a Gen X Podcast at gmail.com. You can leave us a message on Anchor FM on our page, Society Owes Me a Gen X Podcast. And apparently we have a Twitter. We have and even though we said we were gonna <laughs> Tweet something we didn't. Uh, Let's yeah, do that. Will. Yeah, we'll, Let's do yeah. it, Hannah. Yeah. We're going to tweet the shit out of it. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. Yes, we are Society of Mediatic Podcast on Twitter as well. There we go. Thank you for joining us and we'll see you again. Bye. Bye. Bye.